Welcome to The Conscious Living Show with your host, Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce and her husband, Dr. Mark Pierce. The health of your sex life reflects the health of other aspects of your life. While this may not be the only factor, it certainly contributes to the degree you'll enjoy a well-rounded, healthy, happy, sexy life. Now, here is Dr. Nancy and Dr. Mark. Well, good morning. You're listening to the Conscious Living Sexuality Show, and you just got me today. Mark and I are uh, in separate parts of California, so and he is working uh, to earn earn the dollars for the family. So today, today we just got me, and I want to talk to you today about sexual challenges. You know, as a, as a clinical sexologist, I get calls from all all sorts of people from all over the world. And one of the things that I learn from taking these calls is that people are people. It doesn't really matter where we're born, raised, or uh, who we love. Uh, Relationships all seem to have some of the same challenges and benefits. So I want to talk a little bit today about sexual challenges because that's typically why people call me. They don't generally call me to tell me how great their sex life is and how wonderful things are going. I generally get the calls for people that are struggling or in some kind of crises. So today we're going to be going over some of the things that really lend themselves to uh, hitting the pause button on on your relationship. And in doing that, it's I, I look at those as really great opportunities to grow and to find some kind of um, new way of being being in that intimate space with your partner and and developing a deeper intimacy and a deeper connection by going through those challenge times. One of the things that that I see happening a lot is that you know people get get in relationships um, for many reasons. Uh, oftentimes it's because they're lonely um, or they they find this perfect person for them. And when that happens, a lot of times people want to rush to that developed, intimate bond that they might see their parents had or they see other relationships that they're really committed to or connected to in some way that they look up to. They want to have that and they want to have it right away. We, we do have kind of a fast fast food society and that people want, they want what they want right now. And the, the hardest thing to counsel people on is patience and somehow um, deciding that, that being patient um, is going to be to their benefit, not to their detriment if they, they learn to, to enjoy the process rather than the destination. One of the other things that happens is that you're you're in this space of uh, having your having your your relationship and you find that you're down the road a year or two or five and you realize that you're in a mismatched sexual connection and that that lends people to some really big struggles because if it's if it's just a little bit off, people can generally work through that. But oftentimes that mismatched sex drive really leads to some uh, power struggles. And when you, anytime you're with a in an intimate partnership and you're struggling for a position of power, you're gonna you know it's generally gonna implode. So I do talk to a lot of people about how to how to identify if it's mismatched and then how to negotiate that. It doesn't have to be a deal breaker. I think a lot of people think, oh, you know, we're, we're just not matched. That doesn't have to be a deal breaker, but you do have to be open to some creative solutions. And in doing that, you may you might actually create a phenomenal relationship for both of you if you have that kind of a mindset that we can we can move through this and resolve it. Um, some of the other things that I'm going to talk about today are illness and stress. Uh, when children are born, those can add some challenge. And also disability. Uh, when, you know, a lot of times uh, perfectly able-bodied people uh, can become disabled. And how does that 
influence your intimate life? How does that affect your relationship? So we'll be talking about that a little bit through the show today. And what I'd like to do is to open this up for calls so that if you have a question, uh, the you can you can call into the show or you can send me a, an email or a text and you can get your questions answered because this is um, this is an opportunity for you to, to just speak directly to me and to find out how to resolve some of some of these conundrums that you might be facing and put it into a context that you can get excited about solving. It can be a puzzle that you can actually get some energy for to create a new dynamic in your in your intimate relationships that make you feel even more alive and more loved doesn't have to go the other way. Communication is a huge one. Uh, when when I work with people who are immature in their communication style, or they've developed um, an unhealthy communication style, then I can I can help them through some of the concepts that I've developed over the years. And one of them is the Oasis. Powerful, powerful tool. Because one of the biggest problems in our communication often is that we don't feel heard. We might be able to talk and talk and talk and talk and talk, but part of the reason that we have to talk so much is because the person didn't give us the clue that they really heard us the first time we said it. So I can. So I teach a lot about listening, and then helping a person feel like you really got the message that they were trying to deliver. That is one of the biggest frustrations that I see couples facing. And then people that get embarrassed, um, you know, sometimes our sexual time can be confusing and messy and clumsy and we can have a just a miscommunication. And when embarrassment seeps into an intimate relationship, People, people react really strongly oftentimes, and that can put a wedge and a fear of further embarrassment into the equation. So I'm going to talk a little bit about how to handle embarrassment and why, why embarrassment is such a, such a powerful emotion and how we can overcome it within our intimate relationship. So I'm hoping that some of these things that we'll talk about today will give you some guidelines and some answers that f- for other for other concerns that may come up for you in this arena of a long-term relationship and even in short-term relationships you know they're all they're all for learning. I don't believe that any relationship is a waste of time. We learn from every single interaction we have with another human being. That's really why we're here to have relationships and to learn about who we are and what we're made of and how to interface and how to see ourselves through other people's eyes and to see the world through their eyes. That's, for me, that's like the main the main purpose of life. We're going to take a little break in a moment. So when we come back, we're going to start off by talking about the mismatched sex drive and how that can create a challenge in any great relationship and certainly in a struggling relationship it can be it can be um, a catalyst for even even deeper trouble so how to avoid that and then how to solve it when it happens and we want to thank our sponsors, the Sexy Lifestyle Network. They've been phenomenal at supporting this show and many other shows to get the get the these these type of shows into the mainstream so that people can get comfortable with the subject of human sexuality, relationships, uh, intimacy, confusion, uh, all these things that are the most natural part of a human life. So we're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we're going to start off with mismatched sex drive. I'll be right back. Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce offers a private practice in clinical sexology, relationship coaching, and is a health, intimacy, and communications specialist. Dr. Nancy is the CEO of ELR, Empower, Love, and Reawaken. Dr. Nancy passionately designs and facilitates global seminars and retreats for women and those who adore them. She focuses on women's health, teaching them about their body, right to pleasure, positive body image, and loving acceptance. 
Connect with Dr. Nancy Sutton-Pierce at drnsp.com. That's drnsp.com. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the Stay Dry Barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. Discover, explore, and celebrate your sexy right here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. You are listening to The Conscious Living Show. To reach the doctors or their guest on the live show, feel free to call in to 1-866-613-1612 or send an email to Dr. Nancy at drnsp.com. Now, back to The Conscious Living Show. Welcome back. You're listening to The Conscious Living Sexuality Show, and you've just got me, Dr. Nancy, here today. Um, Mark's off working uh, his day job. So today I'm talking about uh, sexual challenges and challenges within relationships. And I want to talk to you a little bit about mismatched sex drive. And one of the things that we study in human sexuality is why people have sex, what kind of sex they want to have, and when they're not having the kind of sex they want to have, how they respond. Many times when a relationship is mismatched, the default is often to go into a sexless marriage because if people can't negotiate the terms of their their intimate time or the even, I mean, you think about it, it's, it's a schedule, right? And how often people want to do whatever they want to do. And when, when they can't negotiate that, the default is often to, to just not do. And what's sad is the number of uh, mi- sexless marriages in our in our um, in our country in our world is is growing exponentially because of this shame around sex drive and shame around how do we have even have this conversation that people get embarrassed about it they they want sex they feel embarrassed and ashamed about it and then they can't talk about it And what constitutes a sexless marriage is actually having sex 10 or fewer times a year with your partner. So that would be considered a sexless marriage. The numbers are pretty scary when you you see how often, how, how much they're going up. So if you can't remember the last time you and your partner enjoyed sexual intimacy, this is probably a sexless marriage. Sexual intimacy is the last thing you want to think about. Or your heart hurts when considering the state of sexual intimacy with your partner. It, when you think about it, does it bother you and therefore you try not to think about it? Are you avoiding it? There's a hesitancy or avoiding of any initiating any kind of physical touch because it may either you might be rejected or you think it's going to mislead your partner into wanting sex that you don't want. Um Are you using any other forms of intimacy? Have you replaced maybe the sexual acts with other forms of intimacy that still allow you to both feel loved and appreciated and and desired in some way in your relationship? Or do you feel disconnected from your partner? Do you feel that sex, how do you describe sex? Do you think it's only when your genitals touch only when the penis is penetrated into the vagina? Is that how you describe sex? Because sexuality and intimacy can have a lot of different 
um, looks and feels to them that may not be what you grew up believing was sexual time. And when people have uh, disabilities or they have pain or change, they generally have to get a little creative. And if you've been afraid to get creative thinking that there's something wrong with that, that shame can really put you and your relationship in harm's way. Um, so how do you keep your sex, your, your relationship alive when you have these kind of mismatches and even miscommunications? Well, one of the things is when you notice this happening is to seek seek help, get some counseling, not necessarily, you don't even have to go to counseling about the sex, but about the ability to communicate what you want and to be able to talk about the difficult arenas. If you've been shamed and you have a lot of guilt around sexuality, please seek seek counsel uh, for that because there's so much that we do to children in order to try to control children's sexual behavior that carries into adulthood when that's supposed to be when we're free to be sexual. You know, if you were raised in a in a strong religious family that said no sex, no sex until marriage, but you grew up with a lot of shame around your genitals and you a lot of shame around the sex act and you had a lot of fear around that, just becoming an adult and getting married doesn't override that. Those things are deeply ingrained into our consciousness. So you may need some kind of assistance in coming around to a place where you can see that with new eyes. You can see that with adults' eyes rather than the child's eyes that were being controlled by that dogma. How do you communicate? what you want. If you're in a mismatch, how do you ask for what you want? And are you willing to negotiate it? One of the biggest questions, most frequent questions I get is from men wanting to know how to get their wives to do something. How do I get my wife to have sex more, dress sexy, have a threesome, um, you know, have sex outside, whatever it is, they want her to do something. So I think More commonly, men may have a little bit more um, need for adventurous sex, but what I get from women is, how do I get my partner to really understand how I want to be touched? How do I get my partner to really know that just putting his penis in my vagina hurts if I'm not ready? that that may be the last thing I want to do, that there's all kinds of other things that I'm curious about experiencing that aren't just that. And so, again, it still comes down to they can't talk to each other about this most intimate part of their life. And probably, I think, one of the most important parts of of an adult relationship because it's supposed to be the thing that we're only doing with each other. And when you've declared that you're in a monogamous relationship, you have that agreement, you're agreeing to meet each other's needs. You're agreeing to meet each other's sexual needs so that you don't need to meet them elsewhere. So if you're unwilling to do that, then we've got to talk about, well, what else can you do? Now, there's a lot of ways to be sexual that don't require a man getting on top of a woman and putting his penis into her vagina. For example, I work with people who are disabled and in chairs. Well, there's lots of creative ways that that a couple can have great fun, very satisfying sexual time with him without the person ever getting on top of anybody. So again, it's, it's working with what you have and being excited to be creative and find find something that you can both look forward to trying. It, it has to be fun. And, and this is where the embarrassment can come in. You know, if you try something and it fails, so what? Laugh about it and then try something else. This is, I, you know, Mark and I have always referred to our sexual time as our playtime. And so if you can view it as that then you can get a little bit more creative and you can be more free to explore, fail, and try again and not not take it so seriously. 
Because once we feel embarrassed as humans, uh, there's there's a whole cascade of emotions that take place, and we start to avoid, and we feel ashamed, and <clears throat> anger may set in. So we want to be careful not to set ourselves up to have that kind of a interaction. And, and if we feel a little embarrassed, sometimes just calling it out, wow, I am so embarrassed, and let your partner comfort you. You know, let your partner laugh with you, not at you, so that you can move through that, that experience and come out the other side trusting that you can make a fool of yourself, you can be silly, you can, you can fall off the bed, whatever, and that nobody's going to it's not going to change how somebody feels about you, that you're still going to be valued and lovable and desirable and all of those things. So when you're in these sexless marriages or you have this sex mismatch, how do you come to the table to negotiate? And I, I counseled a couple uh, not too long ago where he had a very high sex drive. She had none. She actually claimed to be asexual. So she had no sex drive. And so they had to negotiate how often he would be comfortable with having some sexual time with her. Now, it wasn't that she didn't enjoy sex. Once she got going, she could be turned on, she could have orgasms, but she never thought about it. It never occurred to her to initiate it. So they had to agree that he would be the initiator or they would make sex dates so that they both knew it was coming and then she could get her mind wrapped around it. She could get a little turned on and excited about having this intimate time with her partner, knowing that it was important to him and that she was doing something kind and loving for him and that she would enjoy it too. So it has to be a win-win. I, I would never suggest somebody have go for it and have sex if it was going to be painful, if they were going to be traumatized, if it really felt against their will. No, no, no. We we don't want to do that. It has to be enthusiastically consensual. But how do we how can we come to that when you have such such a mismatch? After the next break, I'll come back and talk a few minutes about if if that's not going to work for you, if you really are a person that doesn't want sex, what can you do for your partner? How can you negotiate that? Because if you decide you don't want sex, it's really unfair and kind of inhumane to ask that your partner who wants sex not have any. So when we come back, we're going to discuss that. And I do want to talk briefly before the break about there's going to be some changes in the Sexy Lifestyle Network, and the shows are going to be going mainstream to Voice America. And this means that we're going to be needing sponsors. So if, as a listener, you're interested in our show continuing, we have to have sponsors by mid-August. So if you want the show to continue, um, please notify us if you have a company or a product that is in line with our show, um, please contact me at my email, drnancy at drnsp.com. And let's talk about how to keep this show on the air so that we can keep helping you make this conversation easier, sexier, and more fun for your intimate relationships. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're talking about negotiating the mismatch sex drive. Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce offers a private practice in clinical sexology, relationship coaching, and is a health, intimacy, and communication specialist. Dr. Nancy is the CEO of ELR. Empower, love, and reawaken. Dr. Nancy passionately designs and facilitates global seminars and retreats for women and those who adore them. She focuses on women's health, teaching them about their body, right to pleasure, positive body image, and loving acceptance. Connect with Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce at drnsp.com. That's drnsp.com. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. 
Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Stay tuned in and turned on to a sexual evolution here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. You are listening to The Conscious Living Show. To reach the doctors or their guest on the live show, feel free to call in to 1-866-613-1612 or send an email to Dr. Nancy at drnsp.com. Now, back to The Conscious Living Show. Welcome back. You're listening to The Conscious Living Sexuality Show. I'm Dr. Nancy Sutton-Pierce, and I do have a private clinical practice as well as I create events all over the world for singles and couples to learn more about their own sexuality, their own desires for relationships, and to also learn some powerful communication tools so that when they are in any kind of relationship, They have the ability to fully express and to fully grasp what each other is saying. I think this is the most critical piece of our our world is how we communicate, how we listen, the words we use, um, how we play back, all of those things. So when we're talking about a mismatch sex drive in our sexual challenge show today, when you when you truly have no desire for sexual time, uh, maybe uh, as a woman, you've had um, something happen to you, you've had trauma, you have pain, and you just don't want penetration. That may not mean that you don't want sex and sexual time. It just may mean that you don't want penetration. Now, it may mean that you don't want to be touched. You just don't want that. That's not your desire. You've you're you're in a healing time. Perhaps you've been uh, re-triggered. I know the Me Too movement has certainly re-triggered a lot of us who've had sexual abuse in our backgrounds, and that may may put you off at the time. But how do you how do you negotiate that with your partner? And at what point do you need to look at what your partner needs and get creative? Now sometimes that may mean that you become the giver rather than the receiver in your partnership and you can give your partner uh, sexual time that may not include doing anything to you or for you. You might be uh, given erotic massage, you might um, you know man- manually or orally uh, satisfy them. You may, you know, do something that at least gives them some of that sexual connection time with you. If that is off the table and you really don't want any of that, that's you have the right to not want it. And I want to honor that. However, you don't have the right to deny them from having their needs met, even if it's elsewhere. And so that's where it gets a little tricky on negotiating how, when, and where a person is able to satisfy their sexual desires. Because sex is, a, is as natural as breathing, blinking, eating. Um, all of those things are part of the human process. And so when we deny ourselves something that vital to our health and wellness, it can create its own set of down-spiraling circumstances for us. I've seen people's health decline because they were denied. They didn't feel like they had any right to have sex, any kind of sexual outlet. And it's almost like they die inside because that's, for them, a connection to themselves. It's a connection to their joy, to feeling human, alive, desired. Uh, you know, there's just for whatever reason they need and want that. So, how do you um, lovingly give your partner the freedom to have their needs met elsewhere? Now, what I've seen a lot of people do is that the the spouse who doesn't want or the partner that doesn't want to be sexual tries to control every aspect of what their partner gets to do. I'm not in favor of that, uh, partially because that's that's a control issue. Um, that's not really a loving issue. And, and sometimes people uh, avoid or withdraw sex as a control 
uh, mechanism. And I think that's dangerous to step into that arena in any kind of relationship. That's To me, that's a sign that the relationship is not healthy. If one person is trying to control the behavior of the other with manipulation, with bullying, with, um, you know, uh, ulterior motives, um, ultimatums, all of those things, those can, those can create a distrust. And they certainly don't enhance intimacy. Whereas if you lovingly give your your partner a hall pass or whatever you want to call it to get their sexual needs, needs met elsewhere, they're going to feel more loved by you than anything. And chances are they, they won't need to do it too often. And they might develop a relationship with somebody outside of their relationship with you. But if it's kept open and they don't feel any secretiveness, they don't feel like they have to hide anything from you, they won't develop the same emotional bond that they would in an affair. And I've worked with a lot of people in who've had affairs, and I've worked with a lot of people in open relationships and polyamorous relationships. And I can tell you that's probably the basic difference is that the the couple, the, the primary couple, they make the agreement <clears throat> to do whatever they're going to do. They they come to the conclusion because they talk it through. They both are open. There are no secrets and there's no agenda, hidden agenda. So when something happens, they come back and they share, just like they would share their day. They would share their concerns. They would share their experience. So then it's still within the dynamic of the intimate couple. And it's only when the one partner tries to create a line of rules that perhaps are going to be broken because, you know, as soon as we make a rule, chances are somebody's going to break it. And when they make that line and then the partner breaks the rule, the partner has to make a decision. Do they confess to breaking a rule, which feels like you're a child and you're going to be in trouble, so you have to deal with being in trouble? Or do they just keep it under their hat so they don't hurt their partner? You know, that, you know, we all, we can always justify a lie, right? And what happens then is that now they have a, a, a bond of secrecy with this new person that develops a connection that they don't have with their partner. That's more a risk for hurting the primary relationship than anything else. It's not sex. It may not even be a love that develops or a friendship that develops. It's that bond of secrecy that creates the betrayal and it creates that divide. Because as soon as one person feels like they're betraying their partner, they automatically will pull away because they're ashamed and they feel guilty and they're, they don't want to hurt them, so they try to avoid them. And the partner always feels that. And lo and behold, the relationship it ends up in trouble. And that's why a lot of times people jump to the conclusion that open relationship or polyamorous relationships always leads to the demise of the relationship. And that's untrue. It actually happens less in those relationships because of the open communication and because of the compersion that develops where you're and I, I meant to say that compersion, which is where you really are compassionately joyful for your partner's happiness, even if you didn't create it. So in a in a mismatched sex drive relationship where one person doesn't want it, one person does, there are many ways to negotiate so that both people can feel that they're loving each other, they're loving themselves, they're honoring themselves. And they can that that neither person is denied what they really desire in this life. One is to not be sexual. One is to be sexual, because you know you think about it. We go through life as a partnership, and we want to support our partner. But so often we think we have the right to control our partner's life, to tell them what to do, where to be, how to think, what to wear. We feel like we we can change and control this other person's entire life. And I see that as a dictatorship. 
where you don't really want to see and know this person that's chosen you to partner up for a lifetime. You want them to be who you want them to be. And for me, that is the opposite of love. And that is the opposite of healthy relationship. That's a, That creates a dynamic, a powerful, imbalanced d- dynamic that chances are will ruin the relationship. And it certainly won't allow either person in that relationship to truly feel safe and loved and appreciated and desired and adored and free to live their life fully. Uh, More women I've met in their 50s and 60s who leave long-term marriages because they felt like they didn't even know who they were because they never had a voice. And many men are going to find themselves in the same boat if they've allowed a partner to control all those aspects of how they've lived their life. So when it comes to sexuality, it can be even trickier. And, you know, I I see people in their 30s and 40s who are in these mismatched relationships, perhaps haven't even made a long-term commitment, and they're trying to figure out how they can settle. And if, if that word settle is coming into your vocabulary in an early relationship, I would say that's a bright red flag and for you to run because if you have to settle you're not going to you're not going to be down the road 20 years and be blissfully happy I can I can guarantee you that you might be okay you 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 know I've people that say well I'm things are okay they're not great but you know it's better than nothing well for me personally I wouldn't choose that. So, uh, you know, you just you just know you always have options. So we're going to take a little break. When we come back, I'm going to talk a little bit about love languages and how you can better understand your partner and have a, a communication that will help them to know that they're loved and appreciated and heard, um, even if maybe your language is different from theirs. So we're going to talk about becoming bilingual in these sexual challenge uh, arenas and how that connects. So remember that uh, the Sexy Lifestyle Network is making some changes. So if you want to support the Conscious Living Sexuality Show and you want us to be able to continue Please contact us. We need supporters. We need uh, sponsorships and collaborators. So contact me at Dr. Nancy at drnsp.com and do so quickly because we're having to make our decisions coming up here soon. So we'd love to be able to continue this show for you and keep this conversation going. Because as we know, the more we talk about it, the easier it is to talk about, the more we practice these communication skills, then when we're really challenged, we're well-practiced and it will come easy. We'll be right back. Dr. Nancy Sutton-Pierce offers a private practice in clinical sexology, relationship coaching, and is a health, intimacy, and communication specialist. Dr. Nancy is the CEO of ELR. Empower, love, and reawaken. Dr. Nancy passionately designs and facilitates global seminars and retreats for women and those who adore them. She focuses on women's health, teaching them about their body, right to pleasure, positive body image, and loving acceptance. Connect with Dr. Nancy Sutton-Pierce at drnsp.com. That's drnsp.com. Have you checked out the Sexy Lifestyle Network? This is where people who want to know go. It's an online hub of knowledge, experience, products, and services that cater to this active lifestyle. We've got information and education about adults-only resorts, everything for your sexy lifestyle, and, of course, some great talk programs. Join the experts, guests, and unfiltered talk on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Visit thesexylifestyle.com for more information and to unlock the network. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Craving more from your sexy lifestyle? Search our businesses, services, blogs, articles, and videos. And keep in touch with us by subscribing to our newsletter. All on thesexylifestyle.com. You are listening. 
listening to The Conscious Living Show. To reach the doctors or their guest on the live show, feel free to call in to 1-866-613-1612 or send an email to Dr. Nancy at drnsp.com. Now, back to The Conscious Living Show. Welcome back. You're listening to The Conscious Living Sexuality Show. This is Dr. Nancy today talking to you about sexual challenges and how to face them and how to get through them and actually how to use them to make your relationship even better and stronger with a deeper bond of intimacy. When we talk about some of these um, challenges, some of them are naturally arising. You know, we're all getting older and our hormones can change, our bodies can change, we can have illness challenges, we can have children, uh, guests, parents come to live with us, uh, a disability, depression. There's just all kinds of challenges that are going to be coming our way as we move through this life. And it doesn't mean that anything has to uh, be ruined by them, but we do need to be prepared with some uh I plan B, you know, kind of a, how do we keep, how do we stay connected? My husband and I have been separated a lot lately in time and space. So we, we do need to, uh, get, keep creative uh, to keep that fire going. And certainly the reunions are always magical. So how do you do that in the midst of this? And we don't make each other feel bad. And part of this comes down to our love language. There's a great book um, that written called The Five Love Languages, and if you've not read it with your partner, I highly recommend that you do this. It's a great book to also learn about your children, too, because every person has a love language. And there's certain ways that we feel loved. Um, one person might feel more loved by physical touch, and so people that are highly sexual, generally their primary love language is physical touch. So they can they start to connect those dots when they're physically touched sexually, that makes them feel loved. And so they equate physical touch and sex to love. But if you're a person that is more acts of service love, then you might not really equate those two as as love, uh, physical touch. You might think of, well, I, I, I'm, I cooked you dinner, I I cleaned the house, I took the trash out, I went to work, I did all these things to take care of you. That's how I love you. And the other person's thinking, but you never touch me. I don't feel loved. So once we understand how each of us receives love, and we understand how each of us typically gives love, because I think most of us give it in the same way that we receive it, we can become bilingual. So if for example, with Mark and I, he very much is an active service guy and was more so in the beginning. And I was more of time spent in physical touch. So there would be times when he would be out working on my car to make sure my car was safe before a trip or doing things around the house, fixing things. And I would feel neglected. This was a long time ago. But I would feel neglected, like he wasn't spending time with me. And once I understood that what he was doing out there was truly loving me, and I would allow myself to feel loved by that, then I was I was less anxious about not getting my needs met. I was feeling that my needs were met. I still wanted the physical touch, but it didn't seem so desperate. And I think that's what happens a lot is when we don't connect how our partner's loving us, then the one area that we really wanted that's being neglected, we start to feel even more powerfully deprived. And that creates an anxiety. And that creates some anger and some frustration. And when we start to feel that, that's where we really need to hit the pause button and communicate calmly. You know, what makes me feel the most love, and I always say people start off with a with an I statement or or me statement, but what makes me feel the most loved is when you come in the door and 
wrap me up in your arms and give me a big hug and a kiss. I, I that that's calming to me. That's nurturing and reassuring to me. And so if you if you can give your partner that clue that they don't necessarily have to come in and give you a full body massage, although that's not bad, or they have sex with you, but just to be con- connected with you physically. Once you start to feel that need being honored in some way, shape, or form, oftentimes it settles you down so that you're not feeling so deprived and desperate. So if if, if physical touch and, and sex are synonymous for you for love, and it's not just the sexual satisfaction, but it, that's your love language, then find other ways to ask your partner to touch you that perhaps will bring a sense of connection and feeling loved and desired. Because we do all deserve to feel that. You know, in every couple, you both want to feel like you're desired by your partner. And if every time you make an advance, they reject it, that's the opposite of feeling desired. And they might say the words, well, of course I desire you, just not right now. Every time you're physically rejected, your body feels undesirable. And so those are the things that need to come into that oasis that Mark and I have talked about many shows to come into that and, and just talk about the how I feel when and let each other hear what's going on in your in your body, what what is the reaction of your body when you feel rejected? What is the reaction when you feel neglected? And how can you resolve that without anger or blame? Because it's really just about meeting our needs. We all have the right to meet our own personal needs. Sometimes we have to meet them elsewhere. You know, not not Every partnership is not supposed to meet every single need of each person. That's why we have friends. That's why we have jobs. We have activities. We have hobbies. We have the right to meet our own needs wherever we need to. But as a partner, you want to try to meet as many of the needs as you can reasonably if it feels authentic or even if it feels like, okay, that may not be, like my husband didn't used to like to give me massages because it just, he didn't know how. And so, but I would just, I would just, you know, uh, coo every time he'd give me a massage. So he learned that that made me feel so good that he started to like to do it because he knew it was making me feel good. And that's when we can really feel the love of our partner. There's no resentment. There's no, there's no um, angst. It's just that they feel like I'm doing this because I love you so much and your happiness is my happiness, even if it wasn't their initial uh, desire to do that thing. There always is the desire to bring happiness to your partner in any way you can. So when we're faced with these sexual challenges, if we can remember the the global view of our relationship is to be there to support, honor, and try to create a life that enhances our partner's ability to meet their own needs. If whatever ones we're comfortable meeting, whatever ones they're comfortable meeting, and then supporting the journey to have all the other needs met in their life so that each of us get to live our fullest, finest, most vibrant, wonderful lives simultaneously. Even if we can't be the creator of every moment of joy, we still are going to be the recipient of it, right? When they come home, they're still going to be super happy. They're going to be, they're not going to be depressed. They're going to be healthier emotionally, physically, and spiritually. And that makes for a much better relationship. That makes for a much stronger family. And that makes for a much happier life. So when these when these challenges come your way, come back and listen to this show so that you can bring it back to what is it that you really want and how to negotiate it so that both people in or all people in any given relationship configuration can feel honored, they can feel heard, they can feel respected, and they can feel supported 
on their journey through this life. Because we're all going through at the same pace. We all only get this one once. And it's really not worth uh, sacrificing all of your joy and happiness trying to meet the needs of someone else at your expense. Because I can guarantee you, you will resent them and they won't feel loved by, by your behavior. So it's only when it comes through authentically. So remember that the Conscious Living Sexuality Show needs sponsors. So if you know of a company that's in line with our show and that you feel like we would be a good match, please ask them to contact me at Dr. Nancy at drnsp.com so that we can keep the show going uh, past August on the, uh, the Voice America platform. And remember, every day you wake up, you get to decide whether you're a warning or an example. You, you get to pick that. And please make sure that you love harder, you laugh more, and you kiss longer. We'll be back next week to talk about attracting what you so desire. And this is going to be a show for men. So for men who want something, we're going to talk about what it is you can do to attract that in your life. Have a great week. Until next time. Thank you for joining us this week for The Conscious Living Show. Be sure to join Dr. Nancy, Dr. Mark, and their guests next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Have a healthy, sexy week in every way. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the Stay Dry Barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now.